0: Golden nail and hello to all of my fellow Liberty Loving Americans all across the fruited plain from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday for Torch Report 512. Uh, they are fabricating reality in real time, and today we're gonna be getting into that. We're going to be taking a closer look at several connections uh, between big tech, big gov, and the global narrative machine, because there's something there, somewhere out there, and I'll try to put my finger on it today, or I've been trying to put my finger on it, or at least point in the general direction, but it's going to be a bit of a stretch of the mind to see beyond and behind, so let's go ahead and give it a try here. As I was surveilling the landscape, the news landscape today, there was a quote that stood out to me. Coming from an article that was assessing the dissension in the ranks of the Ukrainian military leaders. Now, supposedly, the military leaders over in Ukraine are claiming that it's time to take off the rose-colored glasses, so to speak. They need to get get real about what's really going on. People are suffering. The troops are demoralized. They're losing. They're getting their ass kicked, and that doesn't seem to be changing. So, and d- despite you know, of course, billions of dollars being sent over there, military equipment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and keep in mind, this article about the Ukrainian li- military leaders saying they need to take off the rose-colored glasses, that comes out the day after Vlodomor the jackass Zelensky's marathon day of meetings on Capitol Hill. He was over here, you know, schmoozing with all the politicians, and he managed to squeeze... Another $200 million out of American taxpayers, uh, courtesy of our inept leadership, to continue funding the meat grinder in Ukraine. Now, in attempting to cover up the horrors on the ground and the international money laundering operation that's been running in Ukraine so successfully for almost two years at this point, the, the revealing realization in the article was this, and I quote, Attempting to hide or cover this up is creating the perception from abroad that two propagandists are fighting propaganda narratives. End quote. So, you know, there's all this money laundering going on. Nobody knows where all the money's going, where all the stuff is going. There's all these horrors going on on the ground, and yet it really looks like, you know, attempting to hide and cover up this undeniable reality that's so visceral and real to the Ukrainian people. It appears to be uh, like, it looks like two propagandists are fighting propaganda narratives. I thought, boom! That's exactly it! Attempting to hide and cover up an undeniable reality that is so visceral and real that people can no longer tolerate the pain of the fleecing. That sounds familiar, does it not? And when these faltering narratives begin to wear thin and become unbearably obvious, what are we left with? Except for the spectacle of opposing propagandists fighting their propaganda narrative. Friends, it's so remarkably similar to what's happening right here at home. Again, is it not? Now... Somehow, of course, I don't think that's just a coincidence, all this coming out uh, right after Zelensky leaves, but this, this information about these opposing narratives. I, I've, I've largely ignored the Ukrainian meat grinder for the last year or so, a couple years right now, I guess, and... Um, initially, I'd conducted a lot of research, some extensive research from your favorite fuzzy peasant to produce the Ukraine special report. That was my first big-time special report, super in-depth into the history of the peoples and, and all the political shenanigans and corruption going on in Ukraine. And the Ukraine special report utterly eviscerates the entire narrative. And I, that happened uh, within the first week of the war. Where, you know After the evil Russian tyrants invaded, I'd start digging it, what the hell's going on here? You know, it was... It was not what it seems. I put together a report. Now, later, I pointed out that this entire scene of body bags in Eastern Europe, all the, you know, this Ukrainian meat grinder, this had been planned precisely 30 years in advance, and it had, uh, the plan had been spelled out by George Soros in a 1992 essay titled, Toward the New World Order. This is the future of NATO, okay? So 30 years in advance, the future of NATO, moving toward a new Euro- world order, involved uh, body bags from Eastern Europe. That way, we don't have to spare the lives of our NATO allies. Just a direct quote if you read the the uh, essay there. So, we talked about, you know, over the in, in the ensuing weeks during that time when it was all the hype, we talked about the 40-plus uh, U.S. bio labs over in Ukraine. Maybe that's why we were fighting over there, sending all the money. We talked about the Biden-Burisma scandal. Maybe that's why. And... We also talked about the fact that Nina Jankovic, let me tell you about a commie hack progressive. Her name is Nina Jankovic. She's really quite impressive. Anyway, she was the Mary Poppins of propaganda. She put out that cute little Mary Poppins video, and I had made in another special report a video of me mocking her. At any rate, uh, this Nina Jankovic was originally appointed as the czar of truth for the U.S. government's disinformation government board. Now, that Nina Jankovic just so happened to have cut her teeth on uh, Orwellian government server-side censorship over in Ukraine, where the government took control of the servers or worked with uh, the, the private companies that had the servers, and they just uh, shut it down at the server level. They were taking websites offline and all that kind of stuff. And... This was happening during the CIA, an instigated coup against a duly elected Ukrainian leader, and all of that was happening while the Bidens were doing their thing over there as well. Friends, none of this is speculation, nor is it coincidence. But it does fascinate me that the carefully crafted Ukrainian facade happens to be falling apart right now right when there are headlines out about several high profile lawsuits that are said to be dismantling the censorship industrial complex so there's all this uh all this stuff that happened in Ukraine with Nina Jankovic uh the CIA coup over there the color revolutions and all of that it it the it's identical patterns that we're seeing here And then we get this news out about the Ukrainian military leaders saying we got to take off the glasses. It looks like two propagandists fighting. I just, there's something there. Again, I can't put my finger on it. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this this morning as I'm looking at it all. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is happening at the same time, these high-profile lawsuits, Elon Musk uh, and several others filing lawsuits that are said to be dismantling the censorship industrial complex. Now, similarly uh, similar to, I should say, similar to the supposed dismantling of the disinformation governance board, I think, think this is just a head fake, friends. Right? It smacks of a head fake. And I, in Torch Report 120... Mind you, we're at a 512 now. But torture port one twenty. How to read a head fake? I said. Unfortunately, while Republicans are busy preening over these easily scored political points, pause. You know, uh, we're oh yeah, we got Muskies fighting back and dismantling the censorship industrial complex. Okay, same thing. Okay. Unfortunately, this is from torture port one twenty. How to read a head fake. While Republicans are printing over these easily scored political points, the Democrats are already spinning around the issue, scattering attention and sneaking in House Resolution 350, the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2022. They push that into the end zone. This bill was introduced in January 2021. On the back of the racially motivated white supremacist shooting in Buffalo, New York, the Democrats could ride the wave of emotion and demand that Congress do something about this scourge of white national domestic terrorism uh, that they claim to be is they claim is being fueled by GOP rhetoric. So pause. OK, the the bill was introduced in January 2021, but they're saying, oh, my gosh, you know, all this GOP rhetoric is driving white nationalistic domestic terrorism. All right. Now continuing on, as if to drive the point home, the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act calls out white supremacism specifically at least in 15 different Paragraphs again. I'm still reading from torture Port 120 here, and the the uh, we'll get to the similarities more in just a second. But the last paragraph, indeed, after authorizing a new domestic terrorism unit for the Department of Homeland Security and a new domestic terrorism office for the National Security Division of the Department of Justice and a fresh domestic terrorism section within the FBI. The bill states, that's House Resolution 350, it states that these units will be headed by a new domestic terrorism council, which sounds much more necessary and useful than the draconian disinformation governance board, does it not? Now, pause. Friends, I wrote that Uh, a long time ago, and it's just as relevant and pertinent today. I'm reminded of the recent articles that, that were out talking about extremism, in the ranks of the U.S. military. Specifically, it was the so-called white supremacists. We were just talking about that. I'm reminded of the Department of Justice wanting to crack down on parents protesting at school boards, calling them domestic terrorists. I'm reminded of the endless linguistic associations between Donald J. Trump, MAGA supporters, and so-called threats to democracy by all these white supremacists and domestic terrorists and radical right-wing racists and extremists and all of that. Understanding, of course, that this is an inversion of reality, if we were to read it backwards and read between the lines, I think it's readily apparent that we are witnessing a whole-of-government approach that is targeting American patriots for censorship which is, of course, a direct violation of the First Amendment, uh, targeting American patriots for reprogramming via the algorithms that are delivering customized propaganda, aka nudging, and also targeting American patriots through outright political persecution, like the IRS targeting J six prisoners, etc. Now we're going to move on here, but I want to. There's a couple of things I want to unpack before we do. I I haven't used the word nudging before, and I think it would be helpful to understand. I've read it. I've seen it out there. I just haven't communicated it, I don't think. It's algorithmic social interventions, but it would be helpful to understand just how powerful and prolific – the use of algorithmic nudging really is. Uh, It may sound, oh, it's just a little nudge here, okay? but they're driving behavioral change. In reality, this algorithmic nudging is a forceful reprogramming of the public subconscious. It's being deployed at the planetary scale. So for more on the science of this mind control and behavioral manipulation, I did put several links in there, Uh, to the algorithmic nudging debate. Is it even ethical? Uh, You know, the science direct, I mean, they've studied this digital nudging, uh, recommendation systems and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Harvard has uh, this article out that says algorithmic nudges don't have to be unethical. I mean, they could be unethical to kind of clandestinely and sneakily, you know, manipulate and mind melt the masses, but whatever, you know, that's that's an issue that's fascinating. You might want to dig it into it. Now, the other thing I want to unpack here is the fact that this methodical plotting against American patriots has been years in the making. The intentions to censor and manipulate the American public with thought police, that has been made perfectly clear. Their intentions are perfectly clear, 100 percent opaque and overt and there is no doubt that it is american patriots who are being targeted by this government coordinated and funded psychological operation and that should be a wake-up call which brings me back to the alleged dismantling of the censorship industrial complex via musk's lawsuit and the others and my gut instinct says it ain't gonna happen I say, oh, they're dismantling the censorship industrial complex. I'm thinking, it ain't going to happen. But it's Elon Musk, and he's, he's suing them. It ain't going to happen. Friends, first of all, The complexity of the censorship industrial complex alone would defy the odds. And I did put a chart in there. It's from Racket News, and it shows the government and the foundations and the big tech and the NGOs and the fact checkers and the think tanks and the academic initiatives and the for-profit aspects of this censorship industrial complex. It's so complex, eh, eh, they're going to dismantle it. No, no, they're not. The second thing I want to point out is that people behind this operation are a bunch of rabid Marxists. And they believe the ends justify the means and they will stop at nothing to achieve their victorious transformation of global society into a techno dystopian hell where they get to rule with a digital fist and the compliant peasants eat bugs, own nothing and cower in fear. Uh, put more bluntly, these quacks, they're not going anywhere, people. They're not going anywhere. You know, if we dismantle one arm or one agency, they're just going to dissolve back into the collective, only to crop back up and bite us in the ass again at some point in the future. So don't think for a second they're going to dismantle the censorship industrial complex. These people are using weaponized artificial intelligence to mind-fuck the masses, pardon the French, okay? Uh... At any rate, it, so it causes me to scratch my head when I see these headlines. I wonder, well, what the heck's really going on here? I mean, they're, they're running this out there like, you know, you got this little tip of the cards talking about, it looks kind of like we got propagandists, <clears throat> you know, fighting with propagandists. It doesn't really you know, reconcile with reality. True. <laughs> okay. Well, we got, but we've got, you know, Elon Musk is going to dismantle the, the censorship industrial complex. Hmm. What's really going on here? And my mind kind of at first wants to dart toward the fabrication of a hung election in the Civil War, which I believe they're, they're fabricating that right now. But it's a, and it's just another self-fulfilling prophecy. It's being orchestrated by the global cabal. Okay, They're doing that. But there are other things kind of in the field of view, if you really stretch the mind out here, that I think we need not to overlook. And the words that came up, you know, I think domestic targeting, domestic targeting, they're targeting domestic terrorists who are not domestic terrorists. They're targeting American patriots who are standing up and pushing back against the narrative. But domestic targeting, those are the words that came to mind this morning. And I want you to try to imagine a scenario where there is a, a, health, a healthy ecosystem of social media platforms that allow for the free exchange of ideas in the public square right? Without censorship, without algorithmic social interventions and nudging, the, the public could speak up, they could debate, the idiots could be put in their place, and online life was generally pretty good. Now, of course, the, uh, the commie Marxist progressives, they're the ones losing these online debates, so they had to cry foul and change the rules. No longer should they be allowed to speak the truth, uh, no longer should, should people be allowed to speak the truth, let alone should people be allowed to hear the truth or learn the truth or even be aware of the truth because it's the truth that's, that threatens the narrative. It's the truth that threatens their agenda. And understanding that the institutions of higher education have been commie Marxist indoctrination centers for decades, we, we know that the legions of brainwashed educated idiots have long been positioned... To kind of be in place and make the move and change the computer coding and all of that. Revenge of the nerds kind of stuff. And so out of this circumstance, this hypothetical imaginary scenario that seems a lot like reality, we, we find the sneaky algorithmic nudge was born. But the sneaky algorithmic nudge to to shut down online debate and make sure that the progressives always win, that wasn't enough. So stubborn was the truth and its tendency to go viral. It required a new label to be created and used so that sentinel surveillance and social listening could sniff out these truthful infractions. They label hate speech. I mean, that was kind of handy on hand, right? Since it's formally been branded into the collective subconscious via repetitive programming, uh, neuro-linguistic programming and all of that. But there were still so many platforms. Okay, we're still imagining there's still so many platforms to keep track of. Cracking down on hate speech on all of these platforms was getting a little too obvious, and and new platforms like Rumble and Truth Social kept cropping up, providing ever fresher, fertile soil for the endless quest of truth. And so from an authoritarian standpoint, if you're following me here, from a, an authoritarian standpoint, that's not going to work, right? They want to control the narrative. They want to control the truth. That So things are getting too messy here. They were losing control of the narrative. And they needed a way to lure the largest number of patriots and rebels and free thinkers into one place for proper monitoring and thought control. This is the only way they could really control the majority of discourse in the public square, which reminds me of the headlines out there when, when Elon Musk spent $44 billion. It's the cost of free speech, the cost of free speech. He says, uh, Elon Musk wants to re-engineer the public square. Elon Musk is a free abs- free speech absolutist, they say. Elon Musk would go to jail to protect free speech. And according to RFK Jr., Elon Musk has even saved American democracy. Oh my, what a hero. It reminds me, friends, exactly of a certain pattern of emotional buttons we've previously, dis- previously discussed. Don't have time to get into today. Put the link in the report. Now... Everyone's hopping on, anyone who's there, everyone who's anyone is hopping on Musk's newly reformed free speech X platform, okay? And supposedly they're, they're relishing all the glories of free speech, and of course, oh, it's leading to anti-Semitism and all this, and, and Musk, of course, is defending his platform, supposedly suing the enemies of free speech to dismantle the censorship industrial complex, which my gut says ain't gonna happen, and... Behold, a few prominent thinkers are beginning to point out that it's not quite what it seems. Ironic, says the Gateway Pundit. Twitter X admits that social media giant is using media matters to censor the Gateway Pundit while at the same time they're suing media matters for defamation and lies. Hmm, ironic. So here's a question. I see the time we're going to go a little long here because this is is deep stuff and we need to get into it. What if it's a trap? What if it's a setup? What if the whole free speech on X thing was nothing more than a honeypot operation designed to simplify and streamline censorship and social manipulation? What if? Who would ever suspect that the free speech savior Elon Musk was such a vile betrayal, uh, a vile betrayer? especially since, you know, I mean, Musk's just getting beat up. Come on, Luke, you can't. Musk's, he's he's getting beat up from the left and right. He's pushing back against the narrative. He's on our side. He's fighting against the man, you know? I mean, poor Elon Musk. He's getting hammered right now. Just look at what's out there. The advertisers are, are backlashing against, you know, Musk, and it may pose a mortal threat to X. Elon Musk's problem at Twitter and Tesla prove his luck has run out. Elon Musk is under federal investigations uh, after losing Everywhere. Elon Musk asked the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court, to get the SEC off his back, and the FCC just rejected almost a billion dollar subsidy over concerns over Musk. Friends, if you go on and on, you think, oh my gosh, this poor guy, Musk, is getting hammered. No way is this an inside job. No way. This is a setup. Come on. I mean, just look what's happening, Luke. And of course, it does seem kind of odd. That Musk's recent FEC filings for political contributions list him as being a special agent for the Secret Service. Isn't that odd? The FEC.gov filings show Musk being a special agent for the Secret Service. <laughs> I'm sure that's got to be just a coincidence. No way. God, you got to be kidding me. Friends, if you need to see it for yourself, I don't blame you. I did put a screenshot in the report today. Hey, and if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see the FAC.gov data with Elon Musk's occupation listed as a special agent. Uh, his employer is the U.S. Uh, Secret Service. So, regardless uh, of what you make of all of that, I'm sure the richest man in the world who's getting beat up right now because he's standing up with the little guy. I'm sure he can pull some strings with the deep state if he really finds himself in the pinch. But the final breadcrumb I want to drop here, I want to get this out because I want to circle back to it tomorrow. But uh, looking at the Department of Justice, the DOJ's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism, they got a fact sheet out there and it states that the United States recently joined the Christ Church call to action to eliminate terrorism and violent extremism content online. It's an international partnership between governments and technology companies that works to develop multilateral solutions to eliminating terrorist content online. Now, if the Christchurch call to action, if the Christchurch call to save us all from extremist online content, if that name alone doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies, I'm sure that the fact that the U.S. government is in bed with big tech firms and global leaders who are working in conjunction with the United Nations to reprogram the whole of humanity will, friends, and besides that, you would never guess who's in on the game. Yes, indeed, if you take a look at that spiffy screenshot made by your favorite fuzzy peasant, you'll see YouTube, ChatGPT, Microsoft, Meta, Google, and Elon Musk's X platform. It looks like Musk is not working alone. And just to remind you of where all of this is headed, friends, I put up one more spectacular piece of propaganda at the end of the report. 83% of people in a new poll cons- are concerned about political violence. Hmm. It's kind of remarkable, isn't it? It's kind of like they're fabricating reality in real time as we speak. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, the find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, thanks for being patient today. A little late getting it out, a little long on the clock, friends, but uh, get out there to make the best, best of this wonderful Wednesday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.